broadband accessibility, and mapping the digital divide. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Eric Frank, CEO of Lightbox. Welcome, Eric. Okay. Hi, Tanya. Nice to thank you to have me. Uh, of course. So, what does Lightbox do? Lightbox is a uh, data and information company focused on commercial real estate and uh, land. Uh, so we aggregate um, a lot of data and, and put it together into analytics to help decision makers in and around the commercial real estate ecosystem. So we help uh, uh, landowners, we help uh, investors, we help uh, folks in appraisal, lending, buying and selling real estate, bring together data to make better decisions about those transactions they're working on. How has COVID highlighted the issue of broadband accessibility across the United States? You know, one, one part of our business is we have uh, a geospatial business where we are helping governments uh, and other asset owners identify, you know, where their properties are situated across, you know, the United States. And to do that, we have a, uh, a mapping, a fabric, if you will, of all the parcels and the addresses across the U.S. And we've been involved in a few initiatives driven mostly by the government, uh, federal government, but it also happens at some state and local levels of people trying to identify what is a, what is the real broadband mapping of the U.S.? Like, what is, what is the true accessibility? Because previously attempts to do this have done this at what they call a census block, which would say if there's a hookup, you know, in, in this broader area, that means the entire area has access to broadband. Whereas in reality, if you don't have the hookup at your home itself, you don't really have that access to broadband. And back to your original question, right? The digital divide that we have here with more, you know, children, uh, you know, uh, schooling from home, with more folks working from home with telemedicine because it's hard to get into certain hospitals during this COVID period. You know, it's become more apparent that access to uh, broadband is an essential need uh, for for many people. And uh, you know, there's a lot of concern that you know if this does not get addressed and if we don't rectify access to broadband at the place of where people are living and and so forth, that you know we're going to you know it could be a whole lost year of school for kids, right? Who you know have to go to you hear these stories about you know the school bus drives by with a Wi-Fi hotspot or they have to go to Taco Bell. They can't go to the library anymore, the library's closed, or they don't even have a device. You know, there's still a big gap in terms of getting laptops to people, you know, who don't have these things. So it's, it's a big issue. What is the role of data and technology in addressing the digital divide? Yeah, so, you know, the, the you know, the Congress passed, you know, this Broadband Act, which basically said that, you know, from the federal uh, government down to the states, that you need to do this map Thing because uh, we need to identify where where are the gaps uh, you know in in this map and so there's a lot of technology needed to actually identify what are all the parcels what are all the buildings what are all the addresses you know that's the first thing that you need to have to figure out who does and does not have broadband then you have to overlay that with all of the information from the multitude of providers who are providing broadband to the different states and the, the counties and so you know, it's a pretty big lift uh, to take in all that information, clean up all the addresses associated with the properties and the sub parcels, right, inside of an apartment building and so forth, 
and then be able to portray an accurate map of, you know, what is the true availability of broadband, how many people have it, you know, how many buildings are hooked up to it. And a lot of people have historically thought that this is a rural issue, right? That, you know, uh, when, when, you know, certain broadband providers haven't laid out the fiber out to the more rural counties, and that is an issue. But you've also seen where states have done the mapping that it's also a big problem in urban areas where there are a lot of neighborhoods and communities that just don't have the technology. You know, the building hasn't been quote unquote wired for it. And so when you previously talked about the cent at a census block, you would say, hey, this, this area has broadband. Well, that may be true of one building in the area had broadband because it was connected, but many of the other buildings don't. And, th and that's, that's where technology comes into play here to kind of marry what are all the places on earth and what are all the connections and bringing that together in a way that you can then map it, analyze it, and, and reach some conclusions. What are the biggest challenges in building a broadband map? And what are the entities, uh, if you will, that, that can help address them? Yeah, so I think the biggest challenge is, you know, the legislation was passed, but nobody appropriated any, uh, you know, uh, monies to, to the state governments to actually do the work. And I think probably the challenge is twofold. One, there's, there's technology. There are players like Lightbox, um, company called S3, ESRI, um, there are a few, there aren't that many that can actually assemble all of the addresses and the parcels and say, look, these are all the places in your state or in your community that we've got a map to. But then the state or whoever the sponsor of that map has to go out and reach out to all of the different broadband providers. And then the broadband providers has to produce the information, have to say, these are all the addresses that I have connectivity to. And then you've got to merge that together. So. Look, it, I don't think it's a big technological problem. I think it's a, you know, a will, right? It, you know, is there the will to do it? There is some funding needed, but ultimately um, there isn't a great proxy for this. So what states are doing, right? Right now you have kids in school and people are trying to advocate for these kids at a very local level and are trying to figure out how do I know how many of the kids in my school district or the adults who need telemedicine or people who need to work from home how do I know who's impacted? And without a, you know, kind of this map, they're doing surveys, right? Which you can imagine is, is not a really uh, comprehensive way of doing this. It's kind of word of mouth and so forth. And so that's why the legislation was passed because this map is needed uh, to, you know, find out where the digital divide is and then to bring funding, you know, and there are funding programs to, to enable this. So it's an economic thing at the end of the day, Tanya, right? You have, an issue of the providers of broadband trying to determine whether it's economically feasible or viable for them to bring a hookup to the areas that aren't aren't connected and then whether the individuals at those areas can afford to pay the broadband expense right when you're in this environment and you're you're, you're not collecting the paycheck or you're not collecting what you're doing before and you've got to pay your rent you got to pay your food bills you know, $50 a month or whatever it is for broadband is, is a luxury, right? It's, it's required, right? But it, it may be something that they can't afford. And so what we're doing at Lightbox is really trying to help, you know, advocacy groups uh, with the data. So, you know, knowing that we have the mapping and the geospatial capabilities, we come about this really just from a advocacy perspective, which is that, you know, if, if you've got the information on, uh, the connectivity, we can map that for people. 
We're also looking at cell phone telemetry data, right? And, and using that as a proxy, we're trying to see if we can correlate. Uh, the state of Georgia did a map of the entire state. Very few states have done this so far. And we've grabbed a bunch of telemetry data from uh, different service providers to try and see whether we can kind of come up with a proxy that maps to a high degree to the penetration of the actual broadband that the state of Georgia mapped. If we can do that, then we can kind of roll that out and use that as a learning uh, set to try and roll out a national broadband fabric so that in the absence of what the federal government has asked the states to actually do, you know, we can deliver something that is far better than, you know, survey or incomplete information or census tract information. And that, that's just part of our, you know, light box advocacy program. It, it's not a, a commercial effort. Eric Frank, CEO of Lightbox, thanks for shedding some light on this issue. If somebody wants to connect with you, Eric, maybe they want to understand more about the CARES Act and what, what's being done. How can they help? How can they find that out? Yeah, you know, our, our website, uh, it's not great, but lightboxre.com, you know, is where I would start. It has some contact and call to action uh, areas within the website. I think that's a good place. You can find me on LinkedIn uh, and you can find, you know, my colleagues as well. Thanks again, Eric. Thank you, Tanya. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.